Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging, and hearing the crowd going by, he inquired what was happening, and they told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. The people walking in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he kept calling out all the more, Son of David, have pity on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that he be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He replied, Lord, please, let me see. Jesus told him, Have sight. Your faith has saved you. He immediately received his sight and followed him, giving glory to God. And when they saw this, all the people gave praise to God. The Gospel of the Lord. These last two weeks of the year, the church takes us through kind of a highlight reel of the worst stuff that's ever happened. We use this grammatically, and it's pretty common. I can't speak to every language in the world, but most languages have some version of, well, at least it's not fill in the blank. And the fill in the blank in question today is the worst thing that ever happened. Worse than slavery in Egypt, worse than exile in Babylon. The worst thing that ever happened was the desecration of the temple. It's one thing to want to steal that which belongs to another person, to take their land or their money or their women and their children. It's a whole other thing to take the thing that they hold most dear and desacralize it, defecate on it, ruin it, turn it into the opposite of that for which it was made. The irony is, they might not have known that's what they were doing. They knew they were setting up an altar to a god that wasn't the god it was established for. That's fair enough. That was common. You come into a new place, the way you break the spirits of the people is to show that your god's better than their god. How do they know that your god's better than their god? Because you won. (laughs) Because you got their temple. But what they couldn't understand was that the altar dedicated to the worship of the one God in the temple was the only true altar in the world. It was the one place where things were right. And so on one level, setting up a statue of Zeus is a nothing burger. Zeus is not real. Zeus doesn't exist. There is a real Mount Olympus. He doesn't live on top of it. He didn't turn himself into a swan. Lita didn't get pregnant. None of it's true. 
And yet, on another level, this could kill the spirits of the people more than anything else in all their history. And the church has us go back to our worst moments, the worst moments in the history of God's people, and in a certain sense, the worst moments in our own history too, so that we can understand how profoundly the turn which is about to come really is. The king comes from within, not from without. He doesn't ride on a white horse, but a donkey. He does not bear a sword, but a cross. He doesn't even win. He gets the same tar beat out of him that the people did that couldn't defend the temple. And they leave him dead on a tree so that everyone would remember so that no one would ever forget. We have not forgotten. We can never forget. Because the dead man didn't stay on the tree. And that one altar dedicated to the worship of the one true God in Jerusalem fell in favor of an altar everywhere, on which could be offered forever a perfect sacrifice of praise. What we do tonight remedies that 2,000 and more year old flaw. What we do tonight sets to right what Antiochus Epiphanes set to wrong. And we literally undo the abomination of desolation. That word, like it sounds like it's made up for a horror movie or something, right? It's deliberate. It's the most negative superlative, I think, in all of the scriptures. And it doesn't translate. That's the whole problem. So we still use the word abomination in English today to sort of indicate like real, real bad. The abominable snowman stinks so bad. You can smell him down the mountain, right? But but the word uh, either means ab, away, uh, and hominis, so away from man, like it's so awful it has to be kept away from right and good-thinking people, or ab nomine, away from naming. Something so terrible, it doesn't even have its own name. And yet tonight, tonight, he conquers even that. So, in these waning days of light, when the darkness comes early, even before Mass time for us, when the cold begins to pierce our bones, and the threat of winter looms stark, consider your nightmares, the absolute worst moments, those places you go in your head when you have to say, well, at least it's not... and give him space to conquer that too. Because he has already overcome the world.